Do you want us to keep producing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there? If so, there's a way you can help. If you enjoy this show, please consider donating to help us pay for the cost of making it available. You can do so by using the PayPal link in the description of the podcast or on social media sites where we post it. Even a small donation would help. Thanks in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. And exhale, because VCU is on the board. Welcome to Rams Rewind. Live here in the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group. If you're not a member of the VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group, join us. Uh, the game threads are wild. We do a lot of stuff in the game thread. We're keeping up with all the other VCU teams as well. It was quite a big night uh, for VCU athletics as a whole. We'll get to all that in a, in a little while. Uh, we keep up with our with our uh, non-conference opponents and our conference and how our Atlantic 10 brethren are doing. It's been a big night there too. We'll get to that in a little while. And if you like what you hear, and I certainly hope you like it tonight since the Rams pulled this game out, you can donate to us. The PayPal link is on the description in Podbean and your other podcast platforms. Thank you all for all the support you gave us last year and the support you're giving us this year. We really appreciate it. No Bradley Heath. There will be no celebratory keep tequila, even though I don't work tomorrow. Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that I haven't eaten since 11 a.m., I would be I would be going for a gin and tonic right now because that game was stressful, and VCU came back and won. But my goodness, they were so infuriating at times with some of the mistakes they were making and some of the other things they were doing. And we'll get to all that. But let's just be glad that they're not zero and two. Sanford could have put them in as big a hole as McNeese State did and didn't in the first half. And then in the second half, VCU should have probably run away and hidden this game, and they didn't until the very end because they kept shooting themselves in the foot. What would it take for me to have a celebratory tequila? Oh, God, I think we'd have to make the second weekend of the tournament for me to do that. And that's it, Bruce Stevenson. That really is it. It's hilarious that VCU wins by 10 despite 22 turnovers. And I'll tell you, the other thing that that kept me sane tonight was Ed Nixon – calling the game on ESPN Plus because I feel like everything I was about to type in the game thread, he said. Um, he was, you know, he was so spot on. It's like you can't relax against a team like this that presses. And believe me, team, the RA-10 rivals and our other teams that we're going to play, they're going to see this tape and they're going to say, you know what, maybe we need to press this team a little bit and see if they're going to continue to make the mistakes they made. They committed 22 turnovers, no word of a lie. 12 or 13 of them came from they've either just got the rebound or just got the loose ball and were not paying attention or not securing it, and Sanford knocked the ball right out of their hands. It was ludicrous. And you just cannot do this. 22 turnovers in a game, that's the kind of stuff we've seen the last several years, and it used to make us mad. And I'll be honest, 
halfway through the first half, I thought I was going to be asking the question that I used to ask a lot with the previous coach. What in the hell did you work on all week? Because goodness gracious, you know, at times it was looked like five guys who just showed up and decided to play together. And it was hard to watch with these, you know, with these turnovers. And, and look, they won the game and that's great. And we will get to the praise, but every one of these players needs to understand. And Ryan Odom needs to make them understand. Number one, you've got to calm down with the ball in your hand. Too many times tonight, people were just playing too fast, too quick, too much of in a hurry. And they turn the ball over or they drive themselves into blind alleys and other or, or whatever would happen because they simply were going, their brains were going too fast for their bodies. So that was that was number that's number one that he's got to try to get these guys to calm down a little bit. And and that's something we used to say a lot. You know, the last couple of years. The other thing is you have got to be aware of the situation in the game. And that means we should not get a 10-second call dribbling the ball up the floor with no pressure, which happened tonight. That is the bench, the coaches and the players on the bench and the players on the floor not paying attention. That's That was something that really got my goat tonight. The other thing that gets my goat, you see your man in trouble, especially in the backcourt. Come to the basketball. Number two, don't be just running away to the front court while the guy is 25, 30 feet from the half-court line. Stay there and make sure he's all right, for goodness sake. And, yes, we did get a five-second call as well, although I'll be honest. One thing I was happy about is that, by and large, we didn't burn any timeouts needlessly trying to avoid those because I'm hoping they're going to learn from it, Bruce Stevenson. And yes, Daniel Carter, it was infuriating. You just, you've got to be thinking of somebody else. That is the mark of a great team is that you have five players on the floor and they're not thinking of themselves. They're thinking of, they're thinking of their teammates and it did not happen enough tonight. And it was, it was frustrating you know, a couple of Toby Lawal back to back plays. He's he's thinking of he's thinking of his own offense instead of instead of one, he could have kicked the ball out for an open three that would have been a good shot. And he gets and he does a spin move and gets a travel. The second one he gets a rebound and tries to go coast to coast. Like, wait a minute. Who 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 appointed you that, Toby Lawal? That you're that you're Giannis Antetokounmpo and think you can go from one end of the floor to the other? No, you got to pass that ball. I mean, sure, you can dribble and drive, but you got to pass that ball. And he goes up there, you know, to try a layup that's really contested and misses it. Dang, it was hard to take. And yes, Bruce Stevenson, and and it, and there were so many people that said it in the game thread. The lack of movement off the ball. So much standing around. Jumping Juniper. That is not – I know that's not what Ryan Odom wants. I hope it's not. I can't imagine it's not. That's not good offense. You have got to move around. You have got to move without the basketball. You've got to move so that your defender moves and maybe that creates the lane for a dribble drive. 
Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. It was craziness. Now, I want to get back to something. Oh, God, where is that doggone comment that Bruce Stevenson had about Fermin? And he was a huge reason when, okay, he says, why did Rhodes not utilize Fermin? Bruce, I think the, the issue there was Fermin had to bulk up a little bit. And he was a bit of, it was a bit of a situation that he was probably not ready to walk before he runs. So I'm not going to kill Mike Rhodes for that. He might have needed the year sitting down and watching the game. But I'll tell you, what a performance. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 5 blocks. I mean, his energy in the front in the front court was fantastic. Um, and yes, Mike Romanski, I do look at Fermin and Fats say, yeah, they are going to be good. You know, Fats tonight, there was a few there was a few moments that I was frustrated with him. And you know, he didn't make a three tonight. But again, I think largely in 18 minutes, I saw good things from him, and I want to appreciate that. And you mentioned the free throws, Bruce Stevenson. Well, let me tell you, that's the only reason this game was close at halftime. The only reason was that they were 6-7 to seven from the foul line. It kept them in this game when they absolutely should have been down by more than three. If I was a Sanford fan or somebody on that staff, I would have walked into that halftime locker room pretty unhappy that we played that dead gum well and we were only up three points. I'll tell you, the rebounding was all right, but I'll tell you what, they paid the price when they didn't get the rebound. Boy, Sanford, especially in the first half, seemed to kill them on second chance. Amazing thing is, VCU does end up winning second chance points in the game. I would not have said I would not have said that at halftime the way things were going. And and VCU plus six on the boards, that was really good. Uh, but Sanford plus five on the offensive board. So it's kind of amazing VCU wins second chance points when that's the case. 15 to 13. That's really amazing. And I'm glad you brought that up, Bruce, because here's the thing. That first game, they took two, they took nearly two-thirds of their shots were three-pointers. And I said in my podcast, I said, I don't think that's what Ryan Odom wants. I hope it's not. And then, and, and just in case the same thing happened again, I was looking up some of the teams that were, you know, the teams that took the most threes, the teams that took made the most threes and what they averaged and all this other stuff. And frankly, I didn't have to use it tonight because 51 shots from the field, 18 threes. So that's almost two to one. That's what I'm looking for. You know, Sanford, on the other hand, it was about it was was not quite it was about 40%. They took 26 threes out of their 66 and they didn't shoot it worth a darn especially in the second half. So VCU did a good job on there except for doggone what's his face that made them all Marshall that couldn't miss in the first half. Rather than leaving him open, they were doing a good job. They're not shooting well from 3 VCU. I Jason Hutto, I understand that. But it's like Bruce says if you're if you're judicious with your three-point shooting, yes, you're going to have nights where you're five of 18, but you might have nights like what McNeese State – McNeese State was eight of 17 the other night. VCU's had nights like that from three where they're shooting the ball well from three because they're judicious with them. And they were, by and large, judicious with them tonight. Uh, I like – I'll tell you why Kawani Kawani's a starter, Mike Urbanski, because that's an interesting question. I think – his experience at the start of the game is what they needed. And, and 
He may not finish the game. He didn't play a ton tonight, in part because of foul trouble. But he is a good rebounder, and he's a very experienced guy, and I think that's why he starts. Because Furman and Furman and the Wolf kind of at times are a bit are still a little bit like the puppies that are running around the house going crazy and sniffing everything and this and that. And they they might get a little out of control at times. And I and I'll tell you this, I loved I mean, Fermin started tonight. I loved what LaWall brought off the bench. You know, four out of five, nine points, dunking the basketball. Yes, he had some bad plays. But but I I love his energy off the bench. I love Jason Nelson's energy off the bench. I wasn't sure about Jason Nelson not starting at first. I kind of love it now because he really does bring something and give this team some juice. And he did, and I thought Jason Nelson had some great defensive plays. Let's see here. I think he only ended up with like three steals, Jason Nelson. Let me see here. Uh, Jason Nelson ends up with – oh, excuse me. I apologize. Jason Nelson had six steals tonight. Six. He did a fantastic job defensively, and he was really – when they started – when they started to gum up Sanford's offense – Jason Nelson had a lot to do with that. I think he went under one screen tonight, and it called. Of course, it was a three that went in, and that made me mad. But outside of that, I was pretty happy with him. I was pretty happy with what he did. Yes, Jason Hutto, we dearly lost two quad three games. This is a quad three game. I'm here to tell you, McNeese State ain't going to be a quad three game by the end of the year. They're going to win that league. They are going to win that league. Um, and yes. Bruce Stevenson, they should be driving more. But let's 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 do some praise now because we've done a lot of criticism. We've done a little praise, done a lot of criticism. First and foremost, twenty of twenty-five from the foul line. That's why. That's ultimately why they win this game. If they'd have had one of their nights that they've been having, that they've had in the past from the foul line, they could have got beat here. They made they made them. They made almost all of them down the stretch. It felt like. Um, because they were 14 of 18 in the second half. And it felt like, as I go to look at the foul, as I go to look at the um, the play-by-play, I think they made I think they made absolutely every one in the last couple minutes of the game. And it just that is just massive. You know, and that's the thing. That's how you close games out. You've got to close them out at the foul line. Let's see here. They made I mean, that's the thing. They made their they made the five, they made their last four free throws in the last 30 seconds. Uh, and then Michael Bell made two. So they made they made their last six free throws in the game. And Michael Bell's was big because they they briefly get the four-point lead. Doggone Staten McRae comes right back, and then Bell gets a foul and makes two free throws. That was huge. They needed that. <sighs> Jason Hutto, I think we got to wait. We got to wait because it's two games. The first game was bad. That's undeniable. There were parts of this that were bad. But let's face it, there were parts that were really good. That and and let's start there. You know, Frank Heitmanson's defense needed to improve. First three halves of basketball this year, defense wasn't very good. But let's look at this second half against Samford. They forced eleven turnovers. That's more like what we're used to. And now remember. They hadn't forced but nine turnovers the first three halves because 
Stanford had five at halftime. Oh, excuse me, ten. And McNeese State only had five in the first game. So they forced more turnovers in the second half than they did in the first three halves combined. Sanford ends up 10 of 34. That's 29.4%. Two for 12 from three. So defensively, they're starting, they're starting to get somewhere. Uh, and so that's that's the hope is that Ryan Odom can look at that second half and say, okay, that's something we can build on. That's something we're doing right. That's something that we need to we can replicate. Now, Carlos Diaz, that is true, it's a whole new team, but you know what? That excuse is already wearing thin for me because things like things like not coming back to the basketball don't have nothing to do with your new teammates. Things like going under the screen when the guy is a great three-point shooter, that has nothing to do with your teammates. Some of the other things that, that were getting on our nerves tonight, you know, too many times a guy's just driving in there and he's not even looking to pass. And there was there was a section of that when they were still behind Sanford in the second half and they couldn't and Sanford kept not scoring. VCU had all these chances. I thought I was gonna lose my mind. I was going, I mean, I got so mad. I hit the remote control and knocked the game off the TV, and it took me three minutes to get it back on. Uh, you know, so the thing is, the thing is, yes, it's a new team, but there are still basic things you can do well, whether you're used to playing with your teammates or not, and they got to get better at those. And they got to remember, and this, and this, and we talked about the 21, 21 turnovers in this game and why they turned over. You've heard me say it before. I say it a lot. I know sick people, some people are sick of hearing me say it. Make the good play, not the great play. Too many times tonight, they tried to make the great play and not the good play, and it ended up a turnover. Too many times tonight, they were, they were trying stuff. They were trying some very difficult passes that even for Ace Baldwin, who's no longer here, would have been very hard. And he's one of the best passers of the basketball I've seen in a black and gold uniform. And it's just like, look, it's okay to be simple. It's okay to play simply. Because if you've got talent, and it's quite clear VCU's got a lot of it, we don't even have Barristow, and we don't even have Bamisil. And this team is very, very talented. You can play simply and win a lot of games. You can play simply and score a lot of points. I mean, look, this offense struggled first three halves, third first three halves of this season, and then look at this second half. This is beautiful. Yes, they committed 12 turnovers. That's bad. 14 of 25 from the field, 56%. 14 of 18 from the foul line. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Two of eight from three, which again, that's not fantastic. But again, only eight threes. Only eight threes. That's what I want. I want three to one. I want a two to one ratio, twos to threes. That's what I want. That might not be what Ryan Odom wants to do, but it might be what he has to do with this team, but that's me. 
17 twos, eight threes, that's a ratio I can live with all day long. Because if you're not shooting, because remember, the other night, they were 11 of 17 from inside the arc. Today, they are 20 of 43. Obviously, uh, no, excuse me, 20 of 33. So obviously not as good as the other night, but that's kind of what you're looking for. It's kind of what you're looking for. 13 assists on 25 made baskets. You'd like that to be a little higher, but again, pretty good. And let's give Zeb. Zeb is going to be right in the mix for winning the assists in the, in the A-10. Eight the other night, seven tonight. And the biggest play of the game, maybe, Zeb Jackson, great drive, sees Toby cut into the basket and gets it to him for the huge dunk. Best play, just about the best play of the night. God, I love that. God, I love that from Zeb Jackson. You don't want to see five turnovers, which is what he had tonight. But the seven assists, I mean, that's the thing. Zeb's getting his own shot. Don't worry about that. He had nine field goals. He's five and nine from the, from the field, 13 points. He's still getting his teammates involved. Seven assists, beautiful. Beautiful from Zeb Jackson. Very good game from him tonight. Almost a quadruple nickel. That's the other thing. Zeb Jackson... Zeb Jackson's one steal and one rebound short from a quadruple nickel. Jeez Louise. So he stuffed the shit stat sheet big time, and he ends up with the best plus minus. That's not an accident either. Love Zeb's game tonight. And love the fact that VCU pulled this game out because it would have been easy for them not to, especially after what happened the other night. Hey, Bruce, yes, the perimeter defense needs to get better. It got better in the second half. It did get better in the second half. They, they did a number on Sanford. Sanford was two for 12 in the second half. He granted some of those were open misses, but they their, their defensive energy went up a serious level in that second half, and they played defense more like what we're used to. And that's the other thing. This coaching staff – May maybe may be getting to the grips with the idea that yes, we love the offense and we love the ability to score like that, but this school still kind of prides itself on defense, and you still need to play defense to win. Ed Nixon, you heard that from him tonight. Yes, Keith Lewis, Christian Fermin looks like the real article. I mean, he he was he was a physical beast out there tonight. And he's going to have some challenges coming up. There are going to be some challenges coming up in these games, especially down in, in Orlando. And we're going to need that kind of effort from him, Toby. And look, Rose, Roosevelt Wheeler didn't play a lot tonight, but we're going to need him too down, down in Orlando. But I was really impressed with Christian Fermin tonight. I mean, he was, he was a bundle of energy. And that's the thing. That whole second unit, when you think about it, Nelson, Fermin, although Fermin started, Lawal, uh, so the, just just Nelson and Wall the Wall will just spotlight them. They they gave this team a jolt, and that's the thing. One of the things that's made VCU successful is they've always had people coming off the bench, lots of them, and one or two of them could give you a jolt. Last year it was Nick Kern, and then it was Jameer Watkins when he went to the bench. This year it's Jason Nelson, maybe Toby Lawall, Fats Phillips too. I, I have no doubt there'll be a night or two where Fats Phillips is doing that. 
Yes, the crowd was great. Well, Daniel, the crowd was good in the first game when this team gave them a chance to be good. They didn't give them a chance to be good. Tonight, they were really good in the second half. But VCU did that. VCU did that. And and you know what, Jason Hutto? That I'll agree with. Jason Hutto says, use the clock, learn each other offensively, practice communication that way. That's right on the money for me. That's right on the money for me. Because I'll tell you, the way way that they've played before, you can play that way when you're used to each other. You can play that way when you've got some continuity. It's hard to play that way where everybody's just taking the first open open shot they see. It's hard to play that way with a new team. So that's exactly the prescription for that. Yes, uh, Bell impact, you're darn right. The big impact in this case, foul line. Michael Bell, five of six, coding a couple of big free throws at the end of the game. Look, that's – Again, we've talked about these teams' foul shooting struggles, but to see a game like this where it's probably won them the game, that's massive because you're going to have to do that on the road when it comes time. You're going to have to do that on the neutral floor. You're going to have to find it within you to hit those shots when the money's on the line. They did that tonight. Uh Fats Phillips' good, really good game is coming. He was pretty – he was – other than Shulga, Billups was one of our best players the other night, which, again, not saying much, but I thought Billups was very good – was pretty good the other night. I think tonight he had a couple of situations. He got himself in trouble. But, yeah, Fats Phillips is going to have a big breakout game for us. And, again, it could be Nelson one night. It could be Billups one night. It could be Lawall one night. It could be Wheeler another night. Somebody off that bench has got to just give us a little jolt and we're going to be okay, and I think you're going to see that. And look, when, when Bearstow comes back, that's going to put another good player on the bench to do exactly that. And so I feel like that that's going to help us a lot. But the biggest thing is it was such a tough week, and it had to be such a tough week because it isn't just the fact that they lost to McNeese State. They were really never in the game in the second half, and that was kind of embarrassing for them. And it had to have been a tough, it had to have been a tough three or four days. So to come back and then not start well against Sanford, get down 13 and look like, oh God, it's going the same way, and find a way out of that hole is big. Patrick Mancuso, that's true today. It's not, I don't think it's going to be true by the time we get to January. It may only be short shots and somewhat garbage shots or whatever. But look, Fermin and Lawal gave you 19 points tonight and 19 rebounds. And I got news for you, Patrick Mancuso. If we're getting that every night from, from them two, we ain't losing a lot of games. Uh, Tom Lawrence, here's the thing. One thing you got to remember There are limits. There are a lot of limits on practicing. And yes, they had the overseas trip. Ryan Odom got them that opportunity. That's only going to do but so much. That's only going to do but so much. And and you can't really, really get into working the program until October comes. So it's, it's not easy 
for a new coach to get a team cohesive right away, especially with a new roster. That, to me, is why you got to rely on the fundamentals more. That, to me, is why you have to pull the reins in on some of these players in terms of the heat check stuff. Thank goodness we didn't see a lot of that tonight. There might have been about three of those heat check threes, which, I, which is what I call them when you take a three inside the first 10 seconds of a shot clock. There was only about three of those tonight. There were at least seven the other night. And if I had charted them all, it probably would have been more than that. It probably would have been more than that. So you got to rein yourself in and you got to rely on the basics and you got to move without the basketball and you got to work the clock sometimes, that kind of thing. Here's something else. We were having trouble early in the game for me and the wall getting them the ball. I love a good bounce pass as much as the next one, but I got to tell you, I don't want to see Fermin and Lawal trying to receive the ball at their hip. I don't want to see that anymore. They're, they're, they're big guys with long arms, which means they have range. So let's use that and let's get the ball up here. And, and for those of you not watching on video, I've got my hands around my head. Shoulder higher, higher. To those guys. Shoulder height or higher to Lawal and Fermin. And I think Rose too. Roosevelt Wheeler too. Um, you know, be, these bounce passes going into the post, they've been deflected too many times. And Lawal and Fermin have not had enough game time that they can comfortably receive those passes. I think. Later in the year, when they've played more and they've gotten used to getting them, those will start to work. But right now, I really think that for me and the wall, you got to keep them past his head, you know, shoulder height or higher, and really head height. Because you can throw, you can't throw it, you can't throw it over their head and throw it too tall for him. We saw it the other night, but you can throw it pretty high to the wall, and he's going to get it because he's got that vertical leap to go with his size. You can throw it high to Fermin, and he's going to get it because he got long arms to go with his size. Yes, Keith Lewis, there were moments where Zeb, there were a lot of moments where Zeb was a calming factor, but that's the thing. He's got to remember that. Like some of his turnovers, he was going too fast too. Zeb Jackson can be our metronome. He can be exactly that. It's a great point, Keith Lewis. And that's what he's got to realize that he's got to be. He's got to be the metronome, keeping the tempo like it's supposed to be. That's what he's got to do. He does that, this team's going to be a lot better off. Because right now, it's a bit of here, there, and everywhere from everybody. Shulga made some mistakes doing that tonight. He had five turnovers tonight. Some of them, he's got trying. He gets a rebound and tries to dribble through two Stanford players right on the baseline of his backcourt. I'm just like. Max, Max, what are you doing? And, 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 and Nixon, and Nixon called that stuff out like right away. It's like you just think this is too easy, and it's not. And it's like Max, you're one of our best players, but dude, that's ludicrous. Don't be doing that, you know. And 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 secure the basketball. That's what I. The biggest thing I hope this team learns is you got to get this rebound, and if you get it or this loose ball. Make sure you clear before you start whatever your next idea is. Because 
how many of these turnovers tonight they had to rebound and then started thinking about what they were going to do and they weren't sure that they were clear and a Sanford guy knocked it out. And I'm telling you, we're going to see other teams do this. They may not press as much as Sanford does because they don't try it. They don't practice it. I put it in. They're going to put it in because they're going to see this and go, okay, we can turn this team over. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe Jason Hutto, maybe if we played in Sanford, we'd have got beat. I mean, the home crowd was huge for us tonight. But you know what? What will be interesting is when this team finally takes to the road, and, they, and Orlando will be a good test of this, maybe we'll see Ryan Odom coach a little differently and be a little and, – and, and, and constrain these guys a little more. Because that's – to me, that's where you really got to be fundamentally sound – because things are not going to go your way on the road. You won't have the fans cheering for you. For you. There are certain calls you're not going to get on the road that you might get at home. And that's when you've got to rely on the stuff, on your foundational stuff more. Okay, so it's a win. Hallelujah. The next game is Radford Wednesday night. Same thing as Monday and Friday. Let's cross our fingers and toes that I will be able to get home from work in time so we can have a video like this because I love doing a video like this in the live, good, and the bad, and the ugly group. I will be in Orlando. I don't know. If I, I may have announced that in the Facebook group, but I don't know if I've announced that in podcast land. So we're going to have something very extra special coming out of Orlando that you're going to want to listen to. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe a few extra special things, but at least one extra special thing. I'm looking forward to that. So let's go. So be watching for that. I can't wait. I can't wait to see some of you out there, whether you're in podcast land or in the good and the bad, the ugly group in Orlando. It'd be fun to finally meet you, see you face to face, break some bread, have a drink or two and enjoy each other's company. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, I mentioned this before. This was a big night. VCU Athletics, Dayton, uh, VCU Women's Volleyball played at Dayton, were very competitive, lost three Fairly tight games. They're playing them again tomorrow. Uh, the the ladies are 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 going to be second in that conference. Well done them. Hopefully they can get one over on Dayton tomorrow. VCU women are two and zero in basketball. VCU women went into William and Mary, rolled right over them. Um, and I and I got news for you, Sarah Tabiasu. She's not just back. She might be better than she's ever been. She had 27 tonight. Sarah Tabiasu is going to be a serious challenger for player of the year in the, a- in the A-10. And VCU, after a dip last year, might be bouncing right back up into the top bracket. So I was very impressed with them tonight. And the Atlantic 10 had a good night tonight. So these issues we've got, we got to get them solved. Duquesne th- uh, throttled Charleston with a huge second half at home. St. Joe's is 2-0. Mason's 2-0. Davidson beat Maryland at the Asheville tournament. And right now, Dayton and Northwestern are tied. Dayton was down 10 at halftime. They've turned that around so far. So, you know, this is this is uh this conference is having a good start to the season, probably a better start than they've had in a while. So we got to get this stuff fixed. And since this is going out Saturday. Sunday, VCU men's soccer, going for an NCAA bid, going for an Atlantic 10 championship against Dayton and sports backers. Get out there and support them. 
so we can see VCU make the tournament in men's soccer because that would be awesome. want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you all in the comments, everybody in the group that gave us comments tonight. We really appreciate it. VCU good and the bad and the ugly. Join us. Game threads. Looking at our other VCU teams. Looking at our A-10 brethren. And when we get further in the season, the non-conference. VCU by the numbers. Later in the season when we get more of a sample size that we can do this. Uh, remember the link in the description if you want to shoot us some dinero via PayPal and donate to us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you in the group for watching. Thank you for all the comments. We'll hopefully see you Wednesday night live in the group or Thursday in podcast land for hopefully a win over Radford and maybe VCU starting to build some momentum for Orlando. Have a good night, everybody, or a good day wherever you are. Thank you. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.